Howdy, folks. It's Monday, everyone's favorite day. Listen, if Mondays aren't your thing, look on the bright side. They only happen once a week. Only once a week. Anyways, I'm Jacob Cohen, and this is the Hustle Daily Show. Now, for those who are new, which is basically everyone, every day we're going to give you a short and sweet breakdown of some of our favorite business and tech stories. And a few times a week, we're going to bring on some guests to dive a little deeper. So let's get crackalacking. Today, we've got some interesting items on the menu. We're going to dive into the Olympics viewership. Actually, I guess I shouldn't say dive because that's a summer sport. But anyways, viewership is way down. What the heck's going on there? But first, as I said, it's Monday, February 7th. Here's what you should know. Peloton stock surged more than 30% on Friday after reports that Amazon and Nike are considering buying the company. Nike would be cool. Amazon, on the other hand, (laughs) to be perfectly honest, I'm not that interested in partaking in a spin class with Alexa as an instructor. And also, I've said this for a long time, and I'll say it again, Peloton would not be in this position if they decide to make a rowing machine instead of a treadmill. Rowing machine is such a cult product. Treadmill is not, but it's a little too late for that now, so getting bought kind of seems like their only option at long-term survival at this point. A few folks think Apple might be a contender too, but for a variety of reasons, that seems like it would be more of a headache for Apple than a nice acquisition, so that does not seem like it's going to be the case either. We've also got some odd news out of the real estate front. Connecticut may not be known for its island living, but Great Island, a 60-acre state on the Long Island Sound, owned by heirs of the Ziegler baking powder dynasty, is back on the market for $100 million after failing to sell in 2016 when it listed for $175 million. But because that's too expensive for most people, here's another option at a slightly cheaper price range. In case you ever wanted to live in Osama bin Laden's brother's house, by the way, Here's your chance, too. <laughs> Ibrahim bin Laden's Bel Air estate cut its list price from 28 to $26 million, which is just a steal, if you ask me. Ibrahim abandoned the 7,000-square-foot home following 9-11, and I think it was then used to film a bunch of pornography films. So, yeah, you can live there if you want. In other news, liquor sales were up 12% last year to $35.8 billion. Tonga will have to wait a month or more to get its undersea internet cable replaced after the recent volcanic eruption there. And finally, TurboTax has partnered with Coinbase to allow users to convert their state and federal refunds to cryptocurrency. All right, let's talk about the Olympics. So in today's email, we wrote about the massive downhill slope that Olympics viewership has taken. In fact, the first record broken in this year's Winter Olympics was set before anyone even played a sport. Friday's opening ceremony drew 16 million viewers across TV and streaming, which is a record low, and 43% lower than viewership for the opening ceremony for 2018 Summer Games in South Korea. So, why aren't people watching? What's going on here? Well, as always, it's a combination of factors. Sarah Fisher out at Axios places a big part of the blame on empty stadiums due to COVID protocols, since having fans and loved ones in the stands just makes for games that are more fun to watch live. She argues the same reason led to low ratings for last summer's games in Tokyo. And I have to agree big time with that. Having fans lends to many more viral moments, which is incredible for viewership. And uh, without those fans, you just have a lot fewer of those viral moments. And I will add TikTok, I do think, is one of the greatest things to ever happen to the Olympics. Videos with the Olympics hashtag on TikTok have over 10 billion views. And athletes from all over the world are making TikToks of their experience there right now. Like yesterday, I was watching Sean White, the snowboarder, showing us a tour of his room. He's 
giving us a tour of the food situation. The buffets look great, by the way. He was showing us his swag, and he even posted a clip of what appeared to be a facial recognition device that they're using to identify athletes in the facilities there. But aside from that, there are also some other reasons for poor viewership, including Olympic fatigue, right? There's normally a two-year gap between Olympic Games, but we had one just last summer in Tokyo. And there's also limited footage that can be created for this Olympics. NBC's crews can't leave the closed loop of Beijing's Olympic Village, which kind of takes away the ability to get shots from around China and of cool things that have to do with Chinese culture. They just can't get a lot of those cool shots. And now remember, NBC has a lot tied up in the games. They paid the International Olympic Committee almost $8 billion to broadcast the Olympics through 2032. And the success of Peacock, a streaming platform, is kind of riding, not completely, but a big part of it is kind of riding on a successful Olympics. But there's reason to be optimistic. Historically, viewership increases over the first week as more viewers start tuning in. And all this is to say, the Olympics are facing some headwinds this year, but there's some cool new ways to experience it. And I think, who knows, in a couple of weeks, I'd love to be talking about a ratings comeback. And, you know, I was watching some curling Saturday night, and I'll be damned if that sport alone doesn't drive up the ratings. Olympic curling was built to go viral on TikTok. It was built for it. And bada bing, bada boom. That's it, folks. Thanks for joining us today. For more on the Hustle's tech and business coverage and links to all kinds of cool stuff from around the web, I'm talking things like relaxing videos of pasta or rap songs about remote work. (laughs) Exciting stuff. Check out our newsletter at thehustle.co. Thanks to our behind-the-scenes maestros, Darren and Matt. I'm Jacob Cohen, and you've been listening to The Hustle Daily Show, brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. See you tomorrow.